I think it's really important to have a word for the year. I, I'm a believer of that. We see that a lot in scripture. Um, God will come out and say, hey, this is the year of the favor of the Lord. This is the year of Jubilee. This is, he prophetically will say, this is what I plan to do. And I believe that God does that with our own lives individually. He does it as a family. He might say, this is what your family has in store for this year. And it might not be a lot of real specific stuff. It might start out a little more general, more time together. I feel like we're supposed to spend more time together and more time with the Lord, or we're supposed to do family devotions. Or It might start out generic and get more specific as we continue to seek God about it. God likes it when we seek him, right? He tends not to show up, wave a banner, and say, by the way, here's the plan. It's just not how he does stuff. As we read the book, I, I don't have my book. I lost it. I got my book here. Um, as we read the Bible, God tends to respond to those who seek him. And so he requires us to prove that we want to hear by pausing everything else we're doing and taking our valuable time, setting our own stuff aside and saying, God, I want to hear from you. And so I am going to seek you. And he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen? That is in the book. I am, by the way, going to do my sermon in eight minutes. So you guys need to focus up and follow along with me, all right? Because we are going to go quick. Um, We're wanting a word from the Lord for this year. I think this exercise and continuing to do things like this is going to be helpful for that. Bring this home. Pray about it. If you feel like God spoke to you about some of this stuff, Pray into that. Say, Lord, continue to speak to me. What is it you have in store for me this year? What is it you want me to do? He might give you a verse, a Bible passage. He might give you a character from the Bible. This is going to be a Moses year. Okay, neat. What does that mean? You know, pray into that. Continue to seek the Lord on that. Um, One of my favorite passages that talks about getting a word from the Lord is Matthew 14, 22 through 33. You can flip there real quick if you want. Matthew 14. I'm not going to read the whole thing because I now have seven minutes. This is the story where the disciples are on a boat and they look out and they see Jesus walking on water and they freak out and say, dude, it's a ghost. We're not going to talk about the fact that they assume ghosts are real. Uh, We're going to fly right past that. And Jesus calls out and says, hey, not a ghost. It's me. It's Jesus. Don't be afraid. And Peter wants to walk on water. Here's the problem. Walking on water, is it possible? No. It's super impossible, right? One cannot walk on water. But he sees Jesus doing it, and so he wants to do it. But the problem is, you can't. It doesn't work. People can't walk on water. And so Peter's got this problem. He needs to overcome a big problem. Some of us might be looking forward at 2020, and we might see problems. We might see obstacles. We might see water that needs to be walked on, and we're like, how do we do this? How am I going to do this this year? How am I going to accomplish this goal that I have? I don't see any way to do it. Okay? And this passage, I think, gives us a couple really clear steps for how to do that, how to overcome whatever it is that we're facing. And step one is Jesus says, don't be afraid. That's the first step. We have to give up the fear. We have to give up the worry. And we have to learn to live in peace. We talk about that regularly here. We'll preach on it again probably in a a couple months or something. We have to learn to let go of fear, let go of worry, let go of anxiety, let go of all the cares of this world. 
to leave those all on the altar every day and trust in Jesus. So step one is don't be afraid. At whatever it is we see that we don't think we can overcome, don't be afraid. Step two is what does Peter do? He sees Jesus walking on water, and he says, this is verse 28, Matthew 14. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So what is Peter doing? Peter is asking for a word from God. Jesus, I see what you're doing. I would love to do that too. That looks awesome. That looks super awesome. Give me the word. You're the master, I'm the servant. You say the word, and I can do this. So he asks for a word from God, and I think that's what we need to do. We need to say, Lord, give me a word. Give me a word to stand on. Give me a promise. Give me a prophecy. Give me a verse. Give me a word for this year, a word for this problem, this obstacle, so that I can come over the water to you, that I can overcome. That's what this passage is about. And Peter waits. He doesn't say, Awesome, Jesus, give me the word and jump out of the boat. He waits for the word. He doesn't assume he can walk on water. But he does have the audacity to ask, right, which is awesome. That's, that's why I love Peter. Despite his stupidity on occasion and putting his foot in his mouth most of the time, he is audacious, and God loves that, especially in prayer. So Peter says, look, I bet I could do that if you told me I could. So he asks and he waits and, of course, Jesus says, come. Just one word. Come. And what does he do? He takes that step of faith. And that's the last step. When we hear that word from God, we take a step. We get out of the boat, and we walk, and we get to come over top of the problem and walk towards Jesus. That's how we overcome. Whatever it is God's calling you to do this year, you can overcome. If you let go of the fear... Ask God to give you a word and then step out and do it. Come on. Amen? Amen. That's so that's my super short sermon. Yeah. <laughs> there is nothing you can't do with, with, with a word from God. Life. Nothing that you cannot do. If you have a word from God, you can do anything. It doesn't matter. Because walking on water is impossible. And Peter was able to do that. He stayed focused on Jesus. That's how he could walk. When did he start to fall? He saw the wind, right? It's like, oh, wait. He got distracted from focusing on God and what God can do, and he looked back at the problem. He looked back at what was going on. Jesus, I'm walking on water. Oh, but this is so scary. He remembered. He looked. He got distracted, and he saw the scariness of what he was doing. He remembered that it's not possible to walk on water, and he started to fall. Now, Jesus still grabbed him because Jesus is awesome, Right? And trust me, Jesus was not disappointed in Peter. Peter was the first human to ever walk on water other than Jesus. That's pretty freaking awesome. Jesus was proud of Peter, okay? But we need to stay focused on the God who is above the problems and who is above the difficulties and not let ourselves get distracted by the problems and by the difficulties that are going on. Just like David. David didn't look at Goliath and say, oh, crap, a giant, what am I going to do? He looked at God and said, God's way above that giant. Steve. Mm-hmm. Do you think he just believed he could walk on the water? 
and uh, or you think he was using his divine power? Either, either the either the Holy Spirit say, said, "Why don't you go out and walk on water?" That could have it could have originated with God, or it could have originated with Jesus. As Jesus says, "Hey, how about I walk on water and let the disciples see me? I want to test them. I want to see what'll happen." And the Spirit was like, "That sounds awesome. But Why don't you do say that?" I only do what the Father tells me. Yeah. So you think? But so. So either the Father told him to do it, or he asked the Father, and then the Father told him to do it. But, so, he, so he wasn't using his divine no, power. No, just like Peter wasn't. Peter wasn't using his own divine power to walk on water. He was using the power of the Holy Spirit. And he could, and the, the water itself became solid because of faith. Because faith has substance to it. And Peter took the word and he had faith and he walked. And it wasn't frozen. This isn't Minnesota. This is Israel, right? <laughs> the water doesn't freeze there. Um, yeah. All right. Let's, I want to pray about that. I want to pray for you. Father, you have awesome things in store for us for 2020. Some of us can maybe see in part what some of those things are. Some of us see storms or giants in our way. And I pray that you would help us, Lord, to, one, not be afraid, to trust you, to say no to that worry, that anxiety, that fear, to trust that you can do what nobody else can do, that you can make a way where there seems to be no way that you can do the impossible. And Lord, give us the word. Give us the word. Tell us to come. Tell us to fight the giant, and we'll do it. Tell us to walk on the water, and we'll do it. Tell us to turn these three loaves and two fish into enough to feed a multitude, and we can do it. Because if you give us that word, there's nothing we can't do. And then give us the faith to step out of the boat and to do it and to follow you and to keep our eyes on you and not get distracted by the cares of this world that choke out the life of any word. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.